And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 366. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. And we coming at you, as we always do, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And this was convention weekend. Yeah, and I was going to mention this last time on the show, and it just completely slipped my mind while I was uh, doing our uh, little unworthy Thor prelude last week. Yeah, so C2E2 weekend was this past weekend. And of course, I did go. Um, yeah, I do try to go every year. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of a good convention. It was a nice, low-key convention. Um, I was told that attendance was down this year compared to last year. That was primarily due to the uh, fear of coronavirus. So the, there was a little bit less jam-packedness, and I was okay with that. Um, but still plenty busy, still a lot of people. Um, cosplay was kind of all over the place this year. This is one of the things that I kind of monitor when I go to C2E2. I think there were fewer cosplayers in general, but I also think that was very varied this year. There were no dominant themes this year, you know, that that you might think. Now, there was obviously, you know, the usual assortment of Spider-Man and Deadpools and uh and of course this year we had uh, lots of Joker a few of the movie jokers from from the uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie. And of course, a, a kind of a mixture in with other versions of the Joker as well. Uh, yeah, but, but generally very varied cosplay, all ages present. It was really, you know, con- despite the fears of coronavirus, lots of little children. And I think probably more real little ones, like below the age of five, than I've ever seen at a comic convention before, including a lot of people with strollers jamming up Artist Alley, which was ridiculous because these little kids can't really appreciate Artist Alley. It's all above them. But yeah, that was kind of my one gripe about it. It was people trying to push strollers through Artist Alley. Got to uh, say hello to various friends. Uh, got to talk to a few artists. I bought a piece of original art, which surprisingly enough, is a page from Hercules Unbound. It's a uh, Luis Garcia Lopez uh, page with inks by Wally Wood. And it is actually, for my money, one of the better pages from that first half of the series. I believe my page is from issue number five. If you are into original art and collecting original art, you've got to know that anything that Wally Wood has touched basically demands a premium. So I was just chuffed to find these. I thought they actually had about five or six pages of Hercules Unbound and not all from the same issue, but mostly from the same issue. And uh, so there was there are a couple pages from me, like issue two and three. My, my page is from issue number five. And it's actually one of the better 
pages from that issue. So I'm really, really thrilled to have gotten it for you know a quite reasonable price. And I'm not going to say exactly how much, but it was under 400 bucks. So I will say that, uh, yeah, I felt like I got a pretty good deal considering the premium that Wally Wood's name just adds to a... Um, uh, to a comics book page. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, beside that, I talked to a few artists. I got to meet Mike Grell uh, very briefly. I talked to uh, a number of different people. Unfortunately, I mean, as far as interest for the show, none of it was really connected with Thor. So, but it was the various other things. There's an artist that I'm talking to about a possible commission. And so yeah, and which is something I'm not used to. I'm not really used to to buying commissions, but it's for it's for someone else. So it's a, yeah, it's a special special occasion kind of deal. Anyway, uh, doing that and yeah, just kind of chilling out at the convention. There's something new every year. They you know, they have new areas at the convention. They've got uh, you know, a lot more seating than they used to have, which was really bloody nice. I you know that's one of my big complaints about these conventions is that there's quite often difficult to find a place to just sit down. And, you know, as I get older, it's, it's more and more important. But, you know, I, I didn't ever really have a problem finding a place to sit down if I needed one. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's just a great, great time. And, of course, uh, highly recommended C2E2 to anybody who was there. Uh, sorry I missed you, but because I forgot to announce that I was going. Oh, I did get to, uh, to spend a few minutes, not very long, but you know, a couple minutes chatting with the guys from How Star Wars Is It, which is a show, of course, I promote on this show. They did a live taping of their podcast at the convention, and I was present for that, and I won one of their prizes for answering trivia questions. Ew! So, hooray. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're great guys. So uh, to uh, Josiah and Mike, uh, it was nice to see you again. First time meeting Josiah, but nice to see you again, Mike. It was a, it was a good time. All right, so we do have an issue of Thor to cover, so let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder, mighty Thor. And as promised this week, we are looking at the unworthy Thor, number one. And this came out as Marvel Now issue. I want to see the cover date of this. It came out back in 2016. And we look at the cover here. Cover is by Oliver Koipel. And it shows Thor in his unworthy Thor outfit. So he's not really wearing a costume per se, but he's got a generic Asgardian armor. He's got a red, like red riding hood, like little red riding hood cape. And he's carrying Yarnbjorn, his axe in his uh, his metal arm, which is his left arm. And he is reaching out to a glowing hammer. And this hammer is the uh, the ultimate Thor hammer, which is kind of half hammer and half axe. It looks a bit like uh, Beta Ray Bill's hammer Stormbreaker. Um, but uh, yeah, beautiful cover here. I think a lot of us here have seen the image on, on Facebook and the like. And uh, yeah, so it says uh, the unworthy Thor. And you open up to the splash page, well, the, the title page as they have. Now it says, on the day Thor Odinson learned a long-kept secret stolen from the Watcher, he dropped the mystic hammer Mjolnir to the surface of the moon. Try as he might, Thor could not lift his once faithful weapon. Unable to possess the power of his birthright, the Thunder God relinquished the name of Thor and now simply calls himself 
Odin's son. Now he searches for redemption, but until he finds it, he will remain the unworthy Thor. And the title of the story is The Hammer from Heaven. We have an illustration here of Thor looking forlornly at his uh, Mjolnir laying on the surface of the moon. Um, and then we have the credits. Writer is Jason Aaron. Artist is Oliver Coipel. Color artist Matthew Wilson. Letter and production is VCs Joe Sabino. Recap art is by Russell Dowderman and Matthew Wilson. So we get a little bit of recap. Color, cover artist is Oliver Coipel. Variant cover artist we don't really care about. Assistant editor is Charles Beecham. Editors Will Moss. Executive editors Tom Brevoort. Editor-in-chief Axel Alonso. Chief creative officer Joe Casada. Publishers Dan Buckley and Alan Fine is the executive producer. Thor created by Stanley Larry Lieber and Jack Kirby. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, we open to the first page of the story where we have a battle going on. Um, there's a floating blue thing. I don't know. It's a some sort of a, a spaceship or, yeah, I'm not really sure. But we have some people fighting here and uh, people getting thrown in the air. And there's like crowd noises. Like, Hold him. Grab his. Gah! And uh, we get a little bit of um, narration here. There was a time my mornings were spent racing comets and winning. I would fly from one end of the cosmos to the other, soaring so close to stars my cape would alight. My only compatriots, the thunder in my ears and the cold, hard chunk of Uru in my hand. But I am not that god anymore. That god was worthy. I am the Odin son, the lost son of Asgard, the unworthy, the god formerly known as Thor. And now I spend my mornings not flying, but fighting and failing and fighting again. And we get um, a scene here... You know, you have him just fighting these alien dudes and these throwing punches. And uh, it's a very dynamic uh, fight scene, as Oliver Coipel invariably does. I love his work generally. And uh, yeah, so fighting, and then he uh, ends up getting toppled down. And there's a, it looks like there's this alien dude with a purple face because they're getting ready to spear him. And it uh, doesn't happen because, you know, he's Thor. And then these guys fly in on flying discs, very kind of Jack Kirby-ish sort of flying disc things. And they've got what look like cattle prod things. And they're the sort of like these spear handles with uh, one of those miniature coiled fluorescent bulbs at the end. And it's kind of crackling with uh, pink energy. And uh, the captions continue as these guys fly in to zap Thor with their uh, weapons says I have lost count of how many days it has been since I was brought to this wretched place all of them have unfolded almost exactly like this I escape their chains and fight my way toward freedom until their seemingly endless numbers overwhelm me and then we see them uh, zapping him and then Thor falling and says but today I will not fall until I have touched it until I have at least laid my hand upon the and uh, he doesn't lay his hand on whatever it is because he falls to the ground and he's being zapped. And the aliens are saying, put him down, fry his damn brains if you have to. And we see Thor uh, clearly and he's uh, kind of you know, battered and he's shirtless and uh, he's got very scruffy, a big long beard and you know, kind of unkempt hair. It's kind of like Thor bro from the Marvel movies. So quote unquote fat Thor. 
but he's not he's not fat. He's he's just kind of he's become a little bit more uh, doughy, I guess you could say. But he's he's still very muscular and is sort of you know uh, he's a more muscular version of Bro Thor, I guess you could say. There was a time I would have torn this place apart and brushed these fools aside with but a few swings of my hammer. That time will come again. This I swear upon the eye of my father. And uh, they're, they're trying to beat him up. And he's, he's kind of um, trying to reach something we don't quite see yet. He says, I will race the comets and command the thunder as I once did. I will be Thor again. And he's reaching out towards uh, something. And he says, so close. So so help me gods. And it is the ultimate Thor's hammer. So I guess a lot of people are trying to reach it. And yeah. And then we shift scenes as three months earlier, something strange is happening in the heavens and we are on the moon. And uh, I guess it looks, it looks like just Thor there. And uh, there's a caption here. I am told that in the last three weeks, more than a dozen satellites have been vandalized and destroyed while still in orbit. One of them appeared to have been partially eaten. Another was smeared with some manner of feces. Two days ago, an unmanned Chinese moon rover mysteriously malfunctioned. The final image it recorded was of a battle axe. That was when I was first contacted by Alpha Flight, which is well and good, seeing as how I just ran out of mead. Hmm. And uh, we see Thor, and he is on the moon, and he is, is uh, one of his goats with him. And uh, he tosses the empty uh, mead horn aside. He says, if anything should rise from this pit that is not me, eat it. Uh, talking to the goat. And he's, his arm, his missing arm is covered by his cape. Uh, wondering if it's actually, no, it's not missing. He actually has his, uh, his metal arm here. Anyway, so it's a big crater. And uh, he dives down into the crater. It says, since losing my hammer, I can no longer fly or traverse the realms, except by goat power. I am no longer counted among the ranks of the Avengers. My position in Asgard is tenuous at best, as the realm eternal slouches toward chaos. Even the thunder sometimes chooses to ignore my call. But there is still one thing for which the unworthy Odin son has not lost his mighty propensity. The smiting of trolls. And uh, he's down in this uh, crater, and there are a bunch of trolls here. Uh, interestingly enough, I didn't know trolls could live without any air, but okay. No, they're here. Uh, so uh, he's, he's around. Oh, maybe this is the blue area of the moon. I guess that makes sense. Anyway, there's these trolls sitting around, and uh, one of them goes, Huh? Is that? And uh, Thor is coming at them, and he's pulling his axe from, uh, you know, from behind his back, and he says, Aye, tis me. Skip the banter. Let us get to the smiting. And uh, they start to attack him, and he's like, the son of Odin, kill the bastard, Thor. But where's his? And Thor is waiting forward with his his axe, and he's chopping through him. And the caption says, "Trolls have long been the scourge of the realms. They have no land of their own, so instead they roam and pillage, leaving ruin wherever they wander. Were I the All Father of Asgard, I might be inclined to carve out a home for them somewhere far removed from others, where perchance they could live in peace." but I will never be the All-Father. And peace is the last thing on my mind this morn. And he goes wading into them with his very tight leather pants, and he's uh, slashing them with his axe, and he gets hit in the face with a guh, 
and knocked aside by a very familiar looking troll. And it is, of course, Ulick, the king of the trolls at this point in continuity. And he says, look at him, boys, a Thor without a hammer. Rather like a snake without its fangs, isn't it? And he takes his hammer, his fist, uh, you know, iron knuckle things, and he's, he's smashing Thor down the ground. And a snake without fangs is not but a worm. Who here wants to squish this worm for their king? And Thor gets up, and he's like, I may be missing a hammer, but I am not without fangs. Or goats. And just as he says that, uh, his goat comes from behind and just headbutts Ulick uh, down, and Ulick is going, Gah! And we get a double-page spread here of uh, Thor continuing to fight, and he, he's got his axe in hand, and he is just slashing at all, all these guys. And a very dynamic page here. Beautiful art. My axe, Yarnbjorn, hums in my hand a black Uru. My beard drips blood, only some of it mine. My goat Toothnasher roars above a din of curses, screams, and the rending of troll flesh. Though grossly outnumbered, I carve my way through my foes. They wither before me, their eyes swelling with fear. Thunder rumbles through the guts of the moon. For a moment, I feel almost like myself again. For a moment. We see the goat uh, being thrown back behind Thor and uh, crashing into a big rock. And Thor says, Nasher, you will pay for laying hands on my goat, you motherless troll. And Ulick says, I think not. After you have been trapped down here for a few days, you will see how you like being eaten by a goat, Odin's son. And he topples a bunch of rocks on top of Thor. And it's like a big avalanche of, of rocks. And Thor's like, no. And the, the trolls go running off. And uh, they're saying, we're running again? I was just starting to like this place. When the War of the Realms comes to Midgard, we will carve our dens wherever we please, says Ulick. But for now, shut up and get to the ship. And shift back to Thor, uh, trapped under a bunch of rubble. I may not be the god I once was. I may no longer be capable of lifting Mjolnir, but I am still the son of Odin. I can handle one paltry moon. And uh, he lifts all the rocks off, up off himself and climbs out of the hole uh, and he sees the uh, sky ship of the trolls, which looks a lot like Thor's own ship that he used to fly around space with. He uh, sees it uh, flying away. And uh, we see Ulick on the uh, bow of the ship. And he says, we sail for the Norn keep, boys. It's been too long since we paid a visit to the Queen of Norns. Thor uh, takes his uh, axe and he flings it. And uh, he's thinking to himself, gods, I hate trolls. Almost much as I hate myself. And he whips the axe after the ship, but it misses. And uh, uh, Ulick is uh, taunting him. Ha! Nice throw, Odin son, if you were aiming for the stars. And he tells the goat, Nasher, go fetch my axe. And Nasher goes flying off after the axe. And he sits down on the moon, and he's kind of reveling in his defeat. And he says, the moon... This is where it happened. This is where I fell. Felled by a whisper. By words I still cannot unhear. A truth I cannot shake, no matter how hard I... And uh, a voice comes from uh, beyond. And the uh, voice says, There is another. Who are you? Says Thor. And it looks like Destiny from the Endless. It's uh, you know, a, a cloaked figure and uh, the big long chain kind of trailing after 
and don't see a book in its hand, so I guess it's not destiny. But anyway, and Thor's like, who are you? Once there was the Watcher, now there is only me. The Watcher was murdered here on this moon. Yes, I know. I saw. And uh, they, they give a reference here to Original Sin, which I have not read. Do you mean to say you are some kind of new Watcher? I am the Unseen. I see all. All the beauty and horror, all the secrets and sins. All forevermore. Is that so, says Thor. Then what did I have for breakfast? Alcoholic beverages and self-loathing. Lucky guess, says Thor. What is your business here, strange one? To see all things. I saw a new Thor rise, burdened with secrets, while an old one fell beneath the weight of a whisper. I saw worlds die, all the worlds that ever were, and then I saw them born again. But all was not as it once was. From the ashes of those dead heavens I saw something fall. You speak nonsense, says Thor. I know of what you seek, son of Odin. I know the dreams that keep you awake at night. You think it is lost forever. But as I said, there is another. Another what, says Thor. Another hammer, says the uh, creature. And Thor's open, Thor's eyes open really, really wide. He says, what do you know of hammers or of me? I know only what I saw, the hammer of a dead world, a dead Thor. So strong was its power that it flew through the darkness all the way to the light, all the way to us. And this, of course, is a reference to uh, Secret Wars Thors, which we did actually cover on the show a while ago, on the very last page of that. Where? Where is this hammer, says Thor? Where do you think? If a Mjolnir were seeking a Thor... Where do you suppose it might look? Asgard, says Thor. Toothnasher, time to go. If this is true, then you and I will have more words, stranger. And Thor climbs aboard Toothnasher, and they go away. And they're flying off, and uh, the, the seeker, whatever his name is, looking after them. And he says, I fear we have already shared far too many, son of Odin. And so Thor is racing off towards Asgard, and the captions say, Old Asgard, where once dwelt the gods before the founding of Asgardia, where I was born and raised, where I first proved myself worthy. If there is truly another Mjolnir, Old Asgard is where it would fly. Even though there is nothing there now but empty forests and silent mountains, and uh, he looks down from the goat and he says, Ymir's beard! This is not possible! And he doesn't see anything there. It's just a bunch of rocks floating around in Kirby space. And he says, it's gone. Old Asgard should be right here. But how is this possible? How can an entire realm just vanish? What power in all creation could... And there's a, a big lightning uh, bolt that comes out with a crack of droom. And basically it's just lighting everything up. It's not actually hitting him or anything. And we get a big glow, and there's somebody standing inside the glow. And it turns out to be our old friend Beta Ray Bill uh, in a new costume yet. And Beta Ray Bill is here, and he says, Odin, son, I feared I would find you here. Beta Ray Bill, my friend, what are you? I know where it's been taken, but I fear we'll need an army to take it back. Where what has been taken? Asgard. 
I know who stole it and why. Stole it? But first, we have a far more serious matter to address. I see the rumors are true. You've lost your hammer. Bill, what? Hear my brother. I beg of you. Take mine. And we get a full page here of uh, Beta Ray Bill offering uh, Stormbreaker to Thor to be continued. And that is the Unworthy Thor issue one. And we'll be talking about this issue right after this message. Hi, I'm Josiah. And I'm Mike. And we're the host of How Star Wars Is It? It's a podcast where we rate and review things like movies. But not of how good or bad they are. Yeah, no, how Star Wars they are. And what does that mean, you might ask? It's a little something like this. If Star Wars was Everybody Loves Raymond, this is King of Queens. If Chris Farley was still around. Yeah, Kevin James wouldn't exist. I have a game. It is called Sebulba. <laughs> Or Bulbasaur. <laughs> yeah, when and he that, was a Palpatine. Do we have like an animated show that we could pitch? The Emperor and, and his Palpatine. Count Dooku is around his age, plus yeah, or minus like, a decade. Maybe like Count Dooku. That's really funny. <laughs> if that sounded good, or Star Wars, then check us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts at How Star Wars Is It? And like we always say, may, may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. you. And we are back. Oh, why, why did I do that in a bad German accent? I don't know. Anyway, so we're back. All right, so let's talk about the unworthy Thor. Decompress, decompress, decompress. Wow. Compared to the classic Thor issues that we've been covering, and even the, uh, you know, the last thing that we covered, which is sort of the unworthy Thor prelude sort of series. Um, yeah, wow, is this decompressed. But I will say, I really enjoyed this issue. I enjoyed it a lot. I am enjoying the storytelling. I am enjoying the artwork. The artwork is fucking amazing. I, I have to say, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of work. The artwork, Oliver Koipel, of course, uh, an artist whose work I love, and particularly on Thor. And just all the action scenes are amazing. The detail is incredible. Um, he, he draws a, I have to say, you know, for, for lack of sounding too, too pervy, a really hunky-ass Thor. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a real manly, buff, hairy-chested, you know, um, just he's not, not like a pretty boy. He's, he's more kind of your rough-and-tumble Viking type. They kind of did the, the bro Thor thing where they made him a little bit you know, heavier, a little chunky. Um, you know, very appealing uh, portrayal of the character. You know, he's not this clean, you know, superhero that we're used to seeing in his formal wear as we, as we heard last issue. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really uh, a beautifully drawn book. And I think it's a pretty well-written book. The use of... Ulick kind of just for just for the effect of just having him show up and you know fight Thor and then say, yeah, hey, we're gonna bugger off. Maybe a little bit against the character of Ulick, but at the same time, it's okay. It's okay. They you know, they don't belabor it. You know, he goes there, he busts heads, they defeat him, they leave. 
you know, they, they have the upper hand and, and Thor has the lower hand and, you know, and so it works. I, I think that, you know, it's like, we're not even going to bother fighting you because you're unworthy. And I, I think that that's a, you know, skillful piece of storytelling. I often criticize Jason Aaron for the things he does in his stories, but I, I say, I like this. I like this issue a lot and I like the uh, story and I like the art. I would love to own some of this art. This is, this is just really amazing. All right. So, um, I don't really have a lot else to talk about. It's a great issue. It's setting up this uh, this five-issue series, and there's a lot uh, going on here to like, you know, story-wise. I, I'm anxious to see where this goes. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, so with that, it's time to wrap up the show. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And, of course, if you want to email the show, feel free to do so. Love hearing from you. My email address is RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. You can also join us on the Facebook. Uh, go to the Radio Free Asgard Facebook group and you will find us. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>